Welcome to Invisible Giants, the podcast where we aim to highlight the unsung heroes of Minnesota's unheralded business leaders. You know, the ones you don't hear about every day on LinkedIn. I'm your host, Dietrich Jessen, and we are glad you have joined us for today's episode. Today, we are excited to introduce Phil Hansen. Phil is the CEO of a company called Qit, which has its beginnings in Denmark, but has made its way to Minneapolis. We are excited to hear more about Phil's adventure of bringing it stateside. Welcome to the podcast, Phil. Thanks, Dietrich. So before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your background, and then we'll get going from there. Yeah, so um, not far from here. Uh, I was born and raised in uh, Red Wing, Minnesota, um, a, n- a nice uh, town, especially as you reflect on uh, your upbringing, a, a nice uh, uh, blue-collar working-class uh, place, but uh, uh, plenty of great uh, influential people there, and uh, raised uh, with a brother and uh, actually um, a single mother, so uh, really shaped uh, a lot of my my upbringing there and, uh, and, and my view of the world, I guess. Yeah. Nice. And, um, so you are the CEO of Qit Inc, which is the, is a subsidiary, I guess, of Qit that is headquartered in the global headquarters, which are in Copenhagen. And so why don't you tell us what Qit is and, and what you guys do? Yeah. So, uh, Qit is the market leading, uh, virtual waiting room software for major uh, online d- events. Uh, what we do is uh, control the traffic peak of uh, high demand online event uh, when just, uh, you know, there's an, now with the internet, there's an unlimited uh, amount of people who can show up to your website. And uh, there's certain things in technology that make that in, entirely hard to deal with, uh, especially once you start to try to do things like uh, secure seats or secure inventory. Uh, and uh, confirm orders and take payments and this sort of thing. Nice. So um, are you, do you guys have multiple services or multiple products or are you just in one area? Yeah, we are, um, we are proud of being a one product shop. Um, what, we, what we can often say to people is the number of man, man years, you know, over 100 man years into this, uh, this solution uh, that sometimes people might think they, they can build on their own. And, and, and we, it's a compelling story to be able to say this is our, our uh, expertise. We've seen tens of thousands of events over our almost 10 years of experience and, um, and put actually uh, more than 6 billion website visitors through our product at this point, worked with m- more than 800 uh, organizations globally. So we've seen a lot. Yeah. And you talk about the, the hundred man hours it's taken to build this product. Tell us a little bit more about how it got started. Uh, where, what are its origins, its roots that, that come from Denmark? Yeah. So, um, in 2010, uh, our three co-founders, um, Nils Sodeman, Martin Pronk and Camilla Lai Valentin, um, had just, um, been a part of a, a technology consultancy actually that, that, um, was sold, and so they uh, were starting to look at the next step, uh, and knew that they worked well together, and uh, and so actually um, they they took some key criteria uh, of of what they might want a company uh, to address, uh, and did an in a brainstorming exercise. Really, um, often people are you know I hope it's not 
lacking in inspiration that that they went through kind of a, a scientific uh, you know approach to to even just selecting what they really wanted to work on uh and and from there you know and, and now 10 years down almost 10 years down the road you can see that yeah uh the bet on cloud computing uh, was uh, a great one um a couple of the key technology areas that websites break down um, have continued to really just optimize instead of really make a major innovation or a step change to how they are uh, delivering what they do. Uh, they're just slightly better uh, or faster, uh, not fixing uh, the inevitability that things can break. And so, um, so that's kind of the a little bit of the, you know the high level origin story. Um, I wasn't. Uh, their uh, part of that but um what what is uh, amazing about that is I, I joined the company actually when uh we were around 300 customers and just the um you know the the respect and uh and gratitude you actually have uh, for that co-founding team to really be the ones that cemented uh those first 300 customers and, and brought them in and uh that that's made my life uh, easier uh, ever since joining is that they did a, that hard work of that initial spade work and, and, um, and that sort of thing. So. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you were exposed to Qit and how you kind of made your way there in your career. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's plenty of serendipity involved, but, uh, in, uh, I want to say it was, uh, 2015, uh, my wife and I moved to Copenhagen. So, uh, she had received the, offer uh that was uh proverbial uh too good to turn down uh from her company i was at a good um let's say transitional or stopping point where uh where i had been i i um um you know was ready for a new challenge and so we moved over to copenhagen um luckily there was a um a an mba program that i was able to take part of and it was an accelerated program you know, fully accredited and in, 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 uh, and not uh, not any any sort of side gimmick like that, but uh, um, it. Uh, so I, I went through that program and, and worked on uh, you know Nordic leadership, and then so you know all, all the things that an MBA entails, and and through through that uh, met actually uh, our co-founders uh, Nils and Martin are alumni of that program about ten years uh, prior to me, uh, and. Um, it just it lined up well that um, maybe a, an American with a little bit of marketing and sales background uh, could come in and, and help them. So, yeah. So with your background, uh, how did you get what did you get started doing with them there? And then what ultimately led the conversation to uh, coming on over to the U.S.? Yeah. So. Um, so prior to moving there, I spent most of my career in marketing, so a little bit of consulting uh, and then in, in a uh, product management and product marketing uh, space. And, um, and, but actually, I joined the company in a sales position, uh, uh, well, with a sales title, selling, and also actually build it, building out our CRM. So um, really just trying to do the skeleton of that and get us get us going in that direction so uh as as any marketers out there listening might uh hear or, or think or say um i put my feet to the fire uh and uh, it turns out that the time in consulting that i had done um also uh, gets me excited about uh 
working externally and um, and wooing customers and uh, and having this really robust product to be proud of that people really uh, you know need and, and bring that out to them. So starting in a sales role, bringing some of that marketing experience and eventually taking over the marketing uh, team there and um, and trying to deliver some some growth through that. So uh, a really cool thing about Qt is is um, is that we've we've been fueled uh, really by a lot of inbound activity. People can um, conceptualize this. They've probably seen it before, like you were uh, saying before we started recording. You know, uh, now uh, if you've bought bought a, uh, a concert ticket in the last few years, you've, you've probably gone through uh, our product. Maybe not even known it, but hey, you could if you were actually needing this as a part of your business. Uh, you could conceptualize it and also think, well, maybe there is someone down there or out there that that has is a hundred man years down the road that I don't need to build this and has come up with an easy way for me to incorporate this. So, um, so we feel that and um, and was working in that space when uh, you know um, bringing things over here. Uh, we uh, Denmark's known for a great uh, work life balance. Uh, and so, um, inevitably it's pretty challenging to find people to work, uh, after five o'clock, uh, and then well into the night, uh, when you think about, um, a 7 PM, uh, um, West coast event, uh, that maybe a customer is going live for the first time using us and we're trying to be on a, on a, on a war, war room call with them. Um, you know, that's 4 AM in Denmark. Uh, and, uh, again, uh, we had team, we've had team members that, that did that for us and that's awesome and, um, and appreciated that. But eventually you, you think about, well, maybe we could do this a little bit easier. Um, and, uh, realistically, you know, very valuable customers are sitting over here. Um, I could, you know, share the, the percentage, uh, difference we see in budgets here versus the rest of the world. Uh, but, um, um, so, so we know there's also value in this market that we haven't, hadn't captured. And, and so let's do that with, um, with folks here as well. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a really cool story. And, um, I'm interested, how many did you bring over when you came over from Denmark and what year did you come over and how many did you bring? And then how has your team grown to today, to 2019? Yeah. So, um, in, uh, it was May 30th of 2017, I, I took my, uh, final flight, uh, well, I've, I've been back to Copenhagen since, but my final flight back here, uh, to move back, uh, um, and, um, and, and started from scratch. Uh, I don't know if listeners are familiar with, uh, Coco or Field Collective here, but I was, uh, it's a co the co-working space, uh, downtown Minneapolis and you know there's uh, a variety of suites or or tables or whatever and I started at a table uh and I uh was taking some sales calls uh you know um still collaborating and relying on on the Denmark team to service this this uh side of the world until we uh built that out and so was able to um within a, a couple months again like uh serendipity just just found someone uh as a um, technical resource that was uh, able to join us at the right point in his career uh, and uh, was up for the challenge and uh, and brought uh, Robert Craig is his name um, who now has been promoted onto our head of technical engagement here but um, 
signed up, you know, and, uh, and from there we've, we've kind of continued to, to add and we're, we're coming up on, on 15 or so people. Wow. 15 people here yeah. in Minneapolis. Yep. How many in the, in the entire organization? Yeah. So, um, I think we just sent out, uh, a, uh, employee survey to 84. So, um, so, some of that's colored in by some, uh, part-time help, uh, um, that we, we deploy in our, um, Denmark office. So, um, you know, around 50 full-time and then another 20, 25, um, uh, contributing in a, in a part-time fashion. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So clearly you're, you're in a stage of growth, which is, which is amazing. Um, and so kind of talking along the lines of this growth, what, what are some of your strategies as, as the CEO of the U S division, um, how how do you see Qit expanding or growing? I know you're you're a one product shop, yeah, yeah. So there's not much, um, you know, to further there. But but what is your what's kind of your vision? What's your um, your vision for expansion for for the organization? Yeah. So we um, and this is Mary, very, maybe a little bit uh, theoretical or, or marketing theory oriented, but a great place to find customers is where your current customers are, uh, and um, that's where. We spent time, um, and uh, again with that kind of inbound engine that that um, I told you about, um, these things will sometimes uh, render render themselves, and th- and then it's your job to actually go out and find those uh, the uh, others. So um, uh, it's been a little while since we've kind of done something with a cryptocurrency, but I want to say eighteen to twenty four months ago, a lot of these were popping up and doing their uh, initial coin offering, and trying to stand up, you know, what hadn't had a website standing up for more than a couple of months. And so that's certainly not going to take on the thousands of people showing up to, uh, to do that ICO. And, and so we drilled in there and, and then we're working with seven to 10 of those. Um, uh, there's other places like that, that, you know, um, we continue to, to drill in when someone says there's a need in cosmetics or health and beauty does a lot of product releases. Well, uh, let's, let's make sure that we're talking to the top five or 10 or 25, uh, in that, uh, industry vertical to really make sure that, you know, Hey, it's not like your competitors using us, you should use this, but it expresses a need for often that, that vertical that, um, that probably is not unique to that one brand or a company. Yeah. There's probably a good amount of people that are listening right now that, don't know exactly what your product does. Can you just yeah. give a very yeah. basic summary of what Qit is for that person that has maybe bought concert tickets before or is buying the new Aveda product line yeah. or whatever it might be? Can you just give a, a really simple summary of it? Absolutely. So um, we are a, a virtual waiting room software, a virtual waiting room platform. And um, the best way to describe the experience is, is if you were trying to go to a website that is uh, experiencing high traffic. What they do is our code redirects the traffic over to our infrastructure. We hold what we call end users or website visitors and then pass them back. Uh, We hold them on a waiting page, like you think of it as uh, any website page that, um, and this is where we also differentiate from some of the other um, products or, or uh, in-house, you know, substitutions or something, uh, is we're able to deliver, okay, your estimated wait time is this, your number in line is this, uh, our customers are able to, um, deliver real time communication like, Hey, um, August 13th is sold out. Uh, but all the, uh, you know, we're about to launch a new show. Uh, 
uh, or a new date based on the first five dates selling out. Um, and, and so st- stay tight in line or, hey, we're almost sold out. If you're number X through Y, uh, you may as well um, uh, get on with your day. Uh, so anyway, uh, you're on that waiting page. And, and really what we're doing then is redirecting that traffic back to the, in, uh, you know, the target website um, uh, at our speed that that site can actually handle. So uh, what we kind of describe is uh, at a high traffic time, your website's kind of like a bath. And so it's filling up with people. And at a certain point, you can really only let people into the site uh, at the rate that people are leaving the site, either, you know, so through that drain and through your overflow, (laughs) essentially, you know, people either being like, okay, uh, I'm just bouncing like any, any website, or uh, I'm going through and buying something and, and then checking out. And that drain is that rate that, that people are leaving at. Right. So, um, so you have to control the flow into the bath. Uh, and that's really what our product does. Yeah. Well, good. I know a lot of people are, have experienced something like that. I know I have myself and, um, but so yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool product. Um, I'm curious to know, um, and you, you might've covered this a little bit, but if you want to expound on it a little more, what are some exciting new initiatives that you hope to carry through here at Qit um, as, as, as the leader of this, of this new, um, this new organization here in the U S yeah. So, um, so the team, you know, continues to grow. Um, I'm really proud of the team we've built uh, so far. I feel like, uh, all the people in those, uh, in our room, uh, in our office, uh, have, have hearts of gold. Like, and, and that is something that, uh, I get up every morning and I'm energized by, you know? Um, and, and so we'll continue to bring in great people and take our time doing that. I think uh, one of the of the the traits that we pull over uh, from uh, our Danish roots is a level of responsible management, and really making sure we're pulling in the right people uh, that it's right for them, and, and not just us, not just uh, what can we get out of these people, but what what can they get out of the experience here. And so, um, the people part of that is is um, something that will continue. You know, initiatives wise. Um, what I've loved uh, to see from going from two to, to, to 12 on to 15 um, is uh, the people start to run the show. Uh, you know, uh, they start to um, start initiatives, <laughs> like you're saying, like it's just a small thing. But when you're four people, uh, you don't have theme Friday. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you're 12 and 15, uh, the team, you know, it's one of the days I was on vacation this summer, actually. Uh, hey, we're going to, dr- you know have some sort of dress theme on Friday just for fun. Right. They kind of make and, their community. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and people are stepping up in different ways. And, and that is, um, uh, really great to see, you know, um, we, there's, there's people leading the, the charge on the diversity front, um, you know, helping us, uh, learn and, and communicate, uh, about that. Um, there's people also, you know, uh, leading on the training front. So one of the things that, uh, as a leader, I always have to challenge myself, to as a little bit and being with, you know, with the company here for, um, a few years, uh, realistically everyone in this office, uh, you know, they've been with the company less than, uh, two years, except for one other guy. And we'll get to October where we have then two guys, two more folks, uh, you know, hit that two year mark. But like, so we really have to just, um, always be learning, always be teaching, always be open. And, um, and that's, uh, a 
a great environment for some people and it, it isn't for everyone but but it is something that people always have to know they're they're getting into when they're when they're stepping into the the office here yeah totally um and and since you know you talk about everyone in your organization and and, and having these danish these danish roots of um of of serving people um what since since you've come to minneapolis do you see Qit getting more involved in the community and or the tech community how, how do you see Qit getting out of the office a little bit and and um interacting with the community here yeah yeah and, and to be candid it's, it's something that um we have uh, is a is a growth area for us and um and it's important uh to our people that they are contributing something um and and so uh, that is something that we continue to to need to explore and and work harder on. Uh, again, listening to our people though as well, and then uh, we have um, kind of this uh, culture also fill the gaps. So um, we operate fairly lean, like any um, hopefully any any uh, responsible company like uh, is is uh, is investing in the right things. Uh, and, but we operate in general fairly lean, and, and so. Um, you know, f- filling the gaps and, and then we learn from that and, and see where we need to add. And, and that comes, uh, and that will indicate, you know, um, probably something with the community needs to, to, to be raised a little bit. Right. And so, um, you know, the tech community is something that that's where talent comes from. Um, and, uh, and you can't deny that. And, uh, actually, when you are protective of, uh, of the people that you bring in, um, uh, sometimes bringing in people through your network, however, making sure you're, um, um, not too homogeneous, um, is a big part of that. And, and so going out to the tech community is a, is a part of that, that layer and, and that network. We are doing, um, a lot of work, uh, around bot mitigation, bot protection, uh, knocking down scalpers and knocking down, um, you know, uh, people who are, uh, trying to circumvent security measures or, um, or snipe or write code to, uh, try to get tickets and then maybe resell them on the secondary market at a huge markup that your average fan, uh, shouldn't have to pay. Um, and, and, and doing this also for other, other situations, um, by, providing really a first in first out uh, level of fairness. And, and so people showing up uh, to our system get put in order. And that is a, a really kind of bringing a level of, of fairness to these uh, online occurrences that, that often are very chaotic. Uh, you know, someone's uh, website might air out due to the technology behind it. And then someone in another part of the country maybe has a smooth experience and and so by using our product, we also feel that people are, are bringing a level of fairness to to um, these online events. Yeah, and that's totally, um, a, you know, a commitment to, to your own type of social equity, which is which is really cool and notable. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it seems like you have a pretty good handle on things going forward. And so we're excited to mm-hmm. see how you guys grow um, and congrats to everything that you've accomplished so far. Thanks. Um, okay, so now we're going to move uh, into a fun segment, and this is the part in our, our podcast where we like to play a little game. So mm-hmm. um, are you ready for this? Uh, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a little bit of trivia, mm-hmm. um, and so this is how it's going to work. I'm okay. going to ask you a total of three questions, 
And for every question that you get right, we're going to make a donation to the House of Charity, which is a local nonprofit that helps those experiencing homelessness achieve independence. Mm -hmm. So um, the topics can vary, but they're mostly going to align with with current happenings in our country and then also um, things here in the Twin Cities. So are you ready? I'll ask you one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Ready or not, here they come, right? Okay. All right. Here we go. So here's number one. Prior to being acquired by Delta Airlines in 2008, what airline housed its main hub in Minneapolis? Northwest Airlines. There you go. I didn't even have to give you the hints. Okay, good. Uh, Number two. Simone Biles first became a well-known American household name by competing in what international athletic competition she's a gymnast yes gymnastics and what did she what athletic competition did she participate in you know i i saw a photo of her doing like the floor exercise where she was like 10 feet like measured almost 10 feet in the air or over 10 feet or something like that she was on the u.s team of the oh man like which Olympics we're saying? Yeah, so okay. the Olympics. Okay. That's the answer we were looking okay. for. Yep. The Olympics. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. You got yep, it. Yep, you, yep, were, yep. you were you were there. You were yep. there. I was like, a, like, okay, floor exercise. I know. My, my father-in-law was actually a, a gymnast. Oh wow! And uh, and works with my daughter on that sort of thing. So wow. like, uh, more tuned in than than your average person maybe to the uh, yeah. U.S. Gym, gymnastics. Uh, well, and we were just <laughs> we were just reading about her today too, and um, she's already twenty-two years old, yeah. which is you know. She competed in Rio de Janeiro in uh, 2006. Okay. So, yeah, she, yeah. It's, it's been a while since she since she made the mm-hmm. front pages. So, all right, number three. Prior to becoming Fueled Collective, our co-working organization went by another name. What is that name? Coco. There that you go. Was, See, man, these are these are great. So that's that's fun. How how was that for you? Not too bad, huh? Nope. <laughs> we nailed them. <laughs> that's good. Well, that was fun. Thanks for playing with us. Yeah. Um, we're really excited about the work you're doing at Qit and, and the story that you've shared with us today and um, all of the things that we have to look forward to um, in following your career. So thanks for thanks. being with us today. Thanks. Yeah. So Qit has a story that is certainly unique in its own way, and there are many other organizations out there that share similar attributes. But Phil's contributions to his team and to getting Qit up and off the ground in Minnesota are inspiring, and we can't wait to see where they go. For more information on their product, visit them online at www.q-it.com. Thanks for stopping in with us today. For more information about these podcasts or to learn more about the organization behind them, visit us online at www.troust.com. I'm your host, Dietrich Jessen, and we look forward to welcoming you back to our next episode of Invisible Giants. Cheers. Cheers.